It's episode 101 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Let me take just a quick second here to tell you about another great offer coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. You all know by now that the quality of your meat matters so, so much to the health of your body, to your family's body, to your future health, the health and happiness of the animal you are consuming equals the health and happiness of your own body. That's really the simplest, easiest way to think about it. So you always want to make sure you can get the best quality meat for you and your family that you can afford. ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from these happy and healthy animals. And they've made it very affordable in order for you to get these meats delivered right to your door every single month. So you don't have to worry about sifting through the grocery store trying to find those meats that actually fit the bill. Because I can tell you from experience, it is becoming harder and harder to find these 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the pasture-raised chicken, the heritage breed pork. You just can't find that in grocery stores these days. You can get this all at ButcherBox because they are doing it right and sending it to your door so you don't have to worry about it. Right now, ButcherBox is offering all Keto for Women listeners two pounds of wild Alaskan salmon free plus 20 bucks off your first box when you head to butcherbox.com slash KFW. And if I can offer my advice now that I feel like I have become a ButcherBox connoisseur, I've been getting it every single month for a year now, I highly recommend the breakfast sausage. It is phenomenal. The chicken thighs are awesome. The filet mignons are the best steak I have ever had. Put those on the grill this summer. You and your family will melt with how good those are. Fill your box with all of those favorites. Tack on this free two pounds of wild Alaskan salmon, plus get $20 off that first box and you're in business. You will have found your new favorite meat, no question. I cannot wait for you all to get on the ButcherBox bandwagon. Head to butcherbox.com KFW and get that two pounds of free salmon this month only. That's butcherbox.com slash KFW. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Today, we're talking all about metabolic flexibility. What is it? Why do you want it? And how do you achieve it? We'll also look a little deeper into how I've been practicing this in my own life, how it's going, and tips I can give you if you want to do the same. 
Before we move into this topic for today, just some quick announcements. First of all, before I go any further, I need to apologize for my voice today in this episode. I am on the tail end of what turned out to be a very wicked cold. I haven't experienced a cold like that in years, probably since I was in high school. It was quick. It came on fast. I was in denial for the first few days. And then I just couldn't deny it anymore. I couldn't go more than five minutes without blowing my nose. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't taste anything. It was bad. However, one thing I will say, and I think my lifestyle has a lot to do with this, I didn't feel bad at all. The entire time, my energy was fine. My mental clarity was good. I didn't have any aches or pains. I had a little bit of a sinus headache one day, but that was it. So it didn't really slow me down other than I couldn't go work out because I didn't want to get anybody sick, first of all. And second of all, I couldn't breathe, so that wouldn't have gone well. So I did take a few days off from the gym and rested, but I was still able to work and I'm still here today recording this for you. So yes, my voice doesn't sound that great, but I feel fine and I want to get this information out to you. So we're recording anyway, but please excuse the voice for today. A few more quick things. I have changed some things about the courses that I offer, the Good Gut Project and the Happy Hormones Project. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard about these courses I run. They are the functional lab testing courses that I do for fat-burning females. So the first step is to become a fat-burning female and go through either the Fat-Burning Female Project or the Fat-Burning Female Self-Study. And then from there, you have access to these group classes I run where we actually send you a lab test kit, you collect either stool if you're doing the good gut project or saliva if you're doing the hormones project and send it off to the lab, get results, and you get a personalized protocol from me. So it's very similar to how I was working with one-on-one clients in the past, except now we do it in a group project format. It's very cool. It's been really fun. I've been doing it for over two years and helped hundreds of women, which I wouldn't have been able to do if I was taking clients one-on-one. So they're getting the same results and the same benefit, just I'm able to help more people at one time. That is going to continue. However, I have made them continuously open for enrollment. So fat-burning femalers, whenever they need to be tested, they can do it at that time. They don't have to wait for the next group to come up because I was only running these courses two or three times a year. And you will totally get this if you are someone who has dealt with or is currently dealing with hormonal issues, adrenal issues, food sensitivities, or GI distress you want to know as soon as you possibly can. You don't want to wait three to six months before you get an answer to what's going on with you right now. And I realize that I'm the same kind of person. That's exactly the mentality that I had when I was going through my health issues and trying to figure out what was wrong. I wanted all the tests ASAP, and I didn't want to wait, and I didn't choose to wait. I went for it as much as I could, as soon as I could, and that's how I got better as quickly as I did because I took the initiative and got all the tests I needed right away. So now I'm offering that. 
Just a little change that most of you won't notice, but if you are a fat-burning femaler or are going to be in the next class, then you have that to look forward to, and I'm excited to work with you all. Speaking of that fat-burning female project, the group course, that is starting July 7th. I know it's been a long time. I know it seems like it's still really far away. It will come up very quickly. It will be a really good time for a lot of you because it will be summer. You'll have more time to maybe prep your food, think a little bit more about what you're getting at the grocery store instead of trying to get everything during the school year. It seems to be a lot harder, especially for those moms out there. So it will be a great time for you all. I can't wait for it. July 7th. It's coming up if you want to be part of the project where we do it all in a group format. You go through the process of becoming fat adapted in a safe and effective approach for the female body. And you have your friends along with you doing the same thing. You have me to help you through it and answer your questions and provide the guidance and support you need. However, if you want to get started right now and you don't really think you need that much extra guidance and support, then you can do the self-study version of the fat-burning female and do it right now. Start today. Go for it. You will still get that same information on how to become fat adapted for your body and to do it safely, but it will be more of this DIY version where you get the education, but no additional support and you won't be in the private support group with your friends doing it with you. So those are the two options. They're both great. You can do both Good Gut Project and Happy Hormones Project with each. So it's up to you and your learning style and how you want to tackle this fat adaptation. All right, let's get into this topic about metabolic flexibility. You may have noticed that I have brought up this topic of metabolic flexibility over the past few episodes of Keto for Women, and it's kind of a term that I feel more comfortable using nowadays for talking more of this beyond keto realm. So what do we do or what does our metabolism do or how do we move forward once we've been keto and want a little bit more flexibility or a little bit more freedom with our food choices and our meal options? Where do we go? And I think the coolest thing about this beyond keto aspect is that you're going to be metabolically flexible. You are going to be able to switch between burning carbohydrates and burning fat as fuel. We've gone through the process of teaching our body how to use fat as fuel. That's why we became keto, right? Well, one of the many reasons why we switched to a keto diet is to teach our bodies how to use fat as fuel. The production of ketones kicks off that process. Now, the longer that you are in ketosis, the easier that gets for your body to do. You may have noticed that yourself. If you were just in the beginning of your keto transition, you notice you would bump out of ketosis. It would take a little while to get back in. And then once you were in, you were okay. And then you'd get back out and get back in. And then as you progressed over months and perhaps even years, that process just kind of stayed steady. So you would always be in ketosis or at least be really close. You'd pop right back in if you got out. It kind of 
felt like your body was remembering how to do that a little easier. It became more of this preferred source of fuel, this preferred path to go rather than using glucose. Although we should all know, and I think we all do, that no matter what, your body's going to burn glucose for fuel as well. So now you may be in this place where you feel comfortable with keto, you feel like you've gotten the benefits of becoming a fat-burning female. Now what? You may be ready to explore some different options. You may not be. You may be perfectly cool with keto, or maybe you know you still have some work to do that keto is doing for you. That is an amazing place to be. That's where you should stay. Trust me, if you are at all connected with and paying attention to your body, you will know when it's the right time to venture out of ketosis and see what else is out there. See if you are metabolically flexible. You'll know when that time comes. If that's you right now, then woohoo, great. We're here talking about metabolic flexibility and you'll be able to move into this piece of the puzzle. If not, Put this information in your back pocket and remember it for when you are there and you are ready to see what else is out there beyond keto. The cool thing that I love most about being metabolically flexible is that your body will switch between carbohydrate metabolism and fat metabolism based on what it needs what it will use best for that particular activity, that particular process that's going on in your body, it will be able to use both sources of energy and do so with ease. It will be an easy thing for your body. And that's the whole reason why we're here as Keto for Womeners, because we want to teach our body how to just chill out and relax and not let our diet be the next stressor this is going to be a very easy process for your body to do. And another benefit that, of course, you know I'm going to love, and I think a lot of you are going to agree, you're going to get the benefits of a wider variety of foods. So you will be able to eat that sweet potato along with that steak or the banana along with the coconut butter and reap the benefits of both of those really nutrient-dense, amazing sources of fuel. Of course, when you are in ketosis following a keto diet, some of those things, no matter how many times I tell you, shouldn't be, you put some of those things as quote-unquote off-limits. You're not eating those foods that you have been eating in the past or that are still considered great real food sources of nutrition. You're not eating those. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it might not be something that you want to do for life. It may not be a rule you want to stick to for life. Someday you may want to eat a sweet potato or a banana. And so when you are metabolically flexible, you have the ability to do that. And then with that, this is the third big benefit that I see about being metabolically flexible. It brings about an even deeper sense of food freedom, of intuitive eating, trusting your body, having the flexibility that you want and need in your diet, and realizing that perfection does not exist. You, There is no way to perfect, again, using the air quotes, metabolic flexibility. 
it just is. It just is what it is. You just do what you do and you enjoy it. You enjoy this, again, freedom that we can have around our diet and our nutrition and we can use our own intuition. Now, I know if you're anything like me, you found that with keto. Keto really did that for me. It was the first time ever that I didn't feel like I was following a diet. I was able to get rid of the sugar cravings and the binges and things like that when I went keto and really did feel this new sense of food freedom. However, even with that, I was still using my intuition to know that there were certain foods that at that time I could not have because a banana or too many sweet potatoes or grapes, something like that, they would kick me out of ketosis and I didn't feel good being out of ketosis. I needed to be keto to heal my body still. And when that happened, that was my intuition telling me, I don't want bananas or grapes or sweet potatoes. I want a high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate to feel good and to heal my body. When that lifted and I was able to eat more carbohydrates, real food carbohydrates, I should mention, and still stay feeling just as good, if not better, than when I was in ketosis, I knew my body had healed to a point where I didn't necessarily need to be in ketosis 100% of the time to continue this process to this high-level health where I now sit, very, very gratefully sit. I could then explore these other foods that I wasn't eating in ketosis and see how they made me feel. And that's when I took this food freedom and this intuition that I had developed with keto and moved it out into the real world, I guess we'll say, and freely added in more real food carbohydrates, knowing I wasn't going to mess anything up. I was just being metabolically flexible and enjoying that and feeling an even deeper connection to my intuition as far as what should be put on my plate and when. And also, of course, feeling even more freedom, knowing that things that were previously off limits just based on what my body could and couldn't handle no longer were. So those are the reasons, the three big reasons why I think a lot of us probably would like to get to a place of metabolic flexibility. I think that is the epitome of what a lot of us are trying to do out there right now and why we are following a keto diet or have followed a keto diet in the past is really to get to this point. So let's talk a little bit about how it works. So before keto, we were sugar burners. We were stuck to using glucose as fuel, which meant we had midday crashes, this constant sense of hunger. We would need to snack or graze in order to keep our energy up because we would have to continuously fuel that glucose need. We also probably had a dependence on caffeine because otherwise we would be all over this up and down and up and down roller coaster of blood sugar. This is the metabolically inflexible person, which I think all of us probably have been at some point. I know I definitely was there for most of my life, and that's really common. 
Now, as we add a little bit more science to it, metabolically inflexible people have less mitochondria and or dysfunctional mitochondria. And this has been shown in actual studies where they look at people who are metabolically inflexible, burning just sugar as fuel, and metabolically flexible, who are burning both sugar and fat as fuel, and they can see how many more mitochondria are in that person who is metabolically flexible than the one that is not. And we know from this show, and I think a lot of you from other places, you're getting your keto information, that mitochondria are our energy factories. They are responsible for providing us our energy. So obviously, if you have less or ones that aren't working appropriately, you are going to produce less energy and have a lower energy output, which means you're also going to have a lower energy input need. That's the whole idea of metabolism. What we put out, we need to bring back in in the form of energy slash calories. So you're just going to have an overall lowered metabolic rate. This means metabolically inflexible people are going to burn less fat, whether they are sugar burners or fat burners, they are going to burn less fat even on a high-fat ketogenic diet. They're going to have a harder time with that. I think a lot of you are having some light bulb moments going off right now. Those with insulin resistance, diabetes, and obesity are not metabolically flexible. They are metabolically inflexible people. There is a direct relationship between the amount of insulin in your blood and how metabolically flexible you are. The more insulin that you're dealing with, the less flexible you will be and the more work you will need to do before you can become metabolically flexible. Again, this is just another reason to know your fasting insulin number. If you are someone that's dealing with insulin resistance or you don't feel like keto is working, you can't become fat adapted, know your insulin because you may be dealing with this metabolic inflexibility that is making it really hard to burn fat as fuel and it's keeping your metabolic rate in the dumps. So you want to know that so that you have a place to strive for. So you have something that you're working on and it will give you this new sense of confidence in what you're doing with going keto and a sense of purpose for doing so and hopefully a sense of hope that you just need to work on dealing with your insulin resistance or your high insulin levels, and then you will experience what you're looking for. I just did this better blood sugar class for the fat-burning femaleers. A lot of women had a higher insulin reading than they expected. A lot of people, even with everything else being normal, they still had high insulin, which means that is the reason why they have a lowered metabolic rate, why they are having a harder time with keto and staying in ketosis, why they aren't seeing this massive weight loss right away. It's because of their insulin. So please, please, please look into that more. If you are someone that is struggling, it will help you 
get a sense of clarity around why you're doing what you're doing and what you're looking to help. All right, that was just a little side note there. Let's get back to this metabolic flexibility we're talking about today. So as I was saying, insulin resistance leads to metabolic inflexibility. However, the reverse is also true that metabolic inflexibility, so being a sugar burner only, leads to insulin resistance, which we know. So of course, it can be a never-ending cycle until we teach our body how to use fat as fuel. We use a ketogenic diet to lower our insulin levels to the point where we can become metabolically flexible. So if you're still working on that, continue to work on that. Know this is coming. This is something you can look forward to. Use that as motivation to keep doing what you're doing with your keto diet. You're on the right path. All right, so those are the metabolically inflexible people. Now, metabolically flexible people, they burn glucose during exercise that you're performing at a high level, and then you burn fat when you're at rest. Let's go through a little bit of a blood sugar lesson here so that we can remember how this all works. When you are in a fed state, so after you have eaten, your insulin raises, and that then is, this is how I think of it, insulin takes the hand of a glucose molecule and shows it the way to the cell. So your insulin takes glucose to your cells and delivers it where it will then be turned into energy by your mitochondria. Now, if that energy is not needed right away, then it will store the energy, tuck it away into your muscle fibers and in your liver in the form of glycogen. Then when you do need that form of energy, it's there. It's ready for you for that workout you're doing, the heavy lifting, the sprints, the high-intensity interval training. It's there waiting for you and ready to go to fuel that appropriately. Until then, you will go back to burning fat as fuel in between meals during your fasted states with a very low-carb meal or at night. All of those times you will be in fat metabolism. This is the beauty of metabolic flexibility. Sounds pretty nice, right? To be able to use glucose for fuel when it's best to use glucose for fuel, have that stored away for when that need arises, but then also to be able to burn fat as fuel when you're at rest or when it's just best to burn fat as fuel, which will still be most of the time. Let me take just a moment in this episode to highlight another brand that is doing it right. You probably all know about my love affair with Primally Pure at this point. I've talked about them on the show before many times, but I just want to give them a shout out once again. Over the past 100 episodes, we've talked about toxicity as a contributor to health issues so much and the importance of detoxifying every facet of your life. Skincare, of course, is one of the biggest areas to consider because our skin is our most absorbent and biggest organ. 
The good news is that it's also super easy to make the change thanks to Primally Pure. Primally Pure is an all-natural skincare company that uses only certified organic ingredients that can actually be found in nature. No harsh chemicals or additives. It's truly safe skincare. Their product line ranges from deodorant to body butters, cleansing oils to bath soaks, and even a baby line. I'm happy to say I've tried them all, literally every single one, except for the baby line, obviously, and they all work fabulously and smell even better. If you've been on the hunt for a natural deodorant, and if you haven't, you should be. This is the last stop on your hunt, I promise. I was on a hunt for a long time. I found Primally Pure. I've been using it every single day for the past six years because it is the only one that actually works. There's lots of different flavors. I prefer alternating between the blue tansy and the charcoal. The charcoal is great for workouts. It's really strong. So I put that on before my workouts. And then the blue tansy just smells like girl. So when I want to smell pretty, I swipe on the blue tansy. This is also the place to go to switch to the oil cleansing method for your face, which you may or may not have heard about. If you haven't, they have a great blog post about it you can check out. Oil cleansing is yet another thing I switched to years ago and so happy that I have Primally Pure to support me with that. My skin loves their cleansing oils and my tan skin really loves their body butters, which is what I used when I got back from Hawaii. Wanted to keep my Hawaiian tan as long as possible throughout the winter and I put on body butter every single night, put on my robe, let it sink in and it really actually helped. Support this female-owned and operated business and this episode of the podcast by heading to seanminer.com slash primallypure and use the code KETO, the number four women, for 10% off your order. Again, that's seanminer.com slash primallypure and use KETO for women for 10% off your order. All right, so now you probably want to know, how do I do this? I want that. Tell me how to get that. First of all, like I mentioned, caveat here, if you are someone who's still working on your blood sugar handling, keep working on your blood sugar handling before you move into this metabolic flexibility area because that is going to be a requirement for this to actually work for you it should be pretty clear that step one to becoming metabolically flexible is to be fat adapted. Use keto to build up your ability to burn fat as fuel. This also is a really great spot to start repairing and building new mitochondria. So you will have those energy factories, you'll have more of them, you will have more of them that work well, which means you will be increasing your energy output, which means you will have this really awesome metabolism. That all comes with fat adaptation using keto. A lot of us are there right now. If you're not, get there. Do it safely and effectively. Don't do a crash course trying to become fat adapted. Worse off, you will make yourself even more metabolically inflexible. And this is a great spot where the fat-burning female would come into play. So fat-burning female project or self-study. Number two, I know you guys are going to see this coming from a mile away. You have to exercise. You just absolutely have to exercise. 
because the main reason, there are many, but the biggest, most abundant reason that your body would need to burn sugar as fuel is in your workouts. Pretty much every type of workout needs at least a little bit of glucose to kick off the process. A lot of them need a lot of glucose to really cruise you through that workout with benefit to get better at what you are doing. So if you're doing any sort of high intensity interval training, like sprints or jump rope, something like that, CrossFit, anything like that, you need glucose. Heavy lifting requires glucose, even if it's just heavy for you. It doesn't have to be a barbell. It doesn't have to be 100 pounds. If 20 pounds feels heavy to you, that's heavy lifting. And you need glucose to do that. It will make it so that you feel a lot stronger in your workouts and so that you reap the benefits of those workouts. You actually build more muscle. You get more endurance. You feel more conditioned if you're properly fueling that workout. And this is where glucose comes into play. So no, we know as as keto people, we don't need carbohydrates. We can get through those workouts with the glucose that our liver will produce for us. But you may need more or feel better with a little more. So keep that in mind. And not to mention exercise increases your insulin sensitivity, which Again, going back to those people who can't achieve metabolic flexibility just yet because of their insulin, this is going to get you there that much quicker. And exercise also increases new mitochondria. So once again, we're going to get this spike in our metabolism because we now have the more energy factories. We're demanding more energy. Remember, muscle is extremely energy demanding. Fat is not energy demanding at all. Muscle is. So you will naturally get this huge increase in your metabolic need just by building more muscle. I recommend including both strength training and conditioning type workouts. So like hikes or runs, biking, especially if you can do some sort of interval work within that conditioning place, you will become metabolically flexible very quickly if you're not already. Number three, you've got to eat real food. Of course, we know this is a huge piece to overall health. But if we're talking specifically insulin resistance and trying to become extremely insulin sensitive so that we can then enjoy metabolic flexibility. Nutrient deficiencies are linked to increased insulin resistance. We get our nutrients from our food and from eating a wide variety of nutrient-dense foods. Eating foods that are void of nutrients, those that are in bags and boxes and packages, are going to keep you stuck. It's going to take that much longer to increase your insulin sensitivity and then get you metabolically flexible. Number four, detoxify your food and your life. One of the most damaging, if not the most damaging thing to your mitochondria is oxidative stress. One of the ways to produce oxidative stress in your body is with toxins. 
So reduce your exposure to toxins. It will reduce your oxidative stress, which means you will have more and better functioning mitochondria, which means your metabolism will thank you and you will be able to become metabolically flexible. We talked about this detoxing of your life and your food quite a bit here on Keto for Women, so I won't go through it all here today, but it's the same drill of eating organic vegetables and fruits, getting the highest quality of meat you can possibly afford. I highly recommend ButcherBox, as you know, but the grass-fed, the grass-finished, pasture-raised, heritage-breed pork, pasture-raised eggs, as much as you possibly can, do that purifying your water, cleaning up your skin products. Again, Primally Pure is the one I go to and highly recommend. Those simple things make a big impact. And don't forget your cleaning supplies, your laundry detergents, anything that's going to touch your skin, anything that you would inhale, those scents, anything that's blue in color, just keep all that stuff out of your home and get some new naturally scented plant-derived ingredients in your home. Makes a big difference. Any little bit helps. Number five, reduce your alcohol. Never will I tell you to not ever drink again because that doesn't really work. But to know that alcohol increases your oxidative stress, again, we're going with that word, and oxidative stress impairs your mitochondria. Again, it's the same story, but anything we can do to reduce the oxidative stress is going to help quite a bit. And just even going from having a drink five nights a week to having a drink only on the weekends will make a big difference. We also need to look at our circadian rhythm and really getting that whole rhythm throughout our entire day up and running to the best of our ability, which of course means we need to sleep and as much sleep as you can, preferably between seven and nine hours a night, depending on the person. Also, when you're awake, get sun, get some exposure to the sun instead of just relying on forced bright lights from these fluorescent bulbs, fake lighting. I don't even turn my fake lighting on in my office where I am right now. It has never been on. I do not like these fluorescent lights above. Please see what you can do to limit your exposure to that and get out in the sun first thing in the morning when you wake up, if the sun is out, go outside and just take five minutes to breathe it in. It feels so good. Take a walk in the middle of the day, get out of your office building and see the sun. Lastly, number seven, natural intermittent fasting, of course, is going to increase your metabolic flexibility or your ability to become metabolically flexible down the road. This is kind of my new way of talking about fasting. I'm just going to call it natural intermittent fasting because it's just those times where we're not eating that feel comfortable, like in between dinner and breakfast. It doesn't have to be a certain number of hours, but you're just naturally not going to eat after dinner until breakfast the next morning. And that is plenty. It comes naturally. It feels good. You don't even notice that you're 
fasting, but you are technically fasting. Any time without food is going to help. The natural amount of time between breakfast and lunch, that's plenty. We're taking away this mindless eating, yes, if that's something that you have a tendency to do. But if you're hungry, of course, eat. If it's something where at 10 a.m. you just reach for your snack drawer when you're not actually needing anything, then that could be something to look at taking out. So as you can see, the steps to take to become metabolically flexible aren't really that much different than all the things we're already doing just as women that care about our health. So the amount of you that actually have the ability to enjoy metabolic flexibility is pretty darn high. It's probably higher than we think. The only way to know is to try it and see how it goes. This is how you know if you have metabolic flexibility. If you can, of course, handle more carbohydrates. If you've noticed that during your keto journey, you've been able to include more and more carbohydrates and stay feeling really good, then it is probably a good sign that you have metabolic flexibility. And that's something that came from being in ketosis. So now it's just continuing that process to see how it feels as you include more carbohydrates, when it feels like a good time to, and see how you do. If you include them and you don't feel good, or you already know that that's not going to go well because you're not in that spot yet, then don't try it. And if you try them and it doesn't work, then go back to what you know you feel good doing. Again, there's no right or wrong here. Another really good way to know that you are metabolically flexible is that you feel fueled between meals. This is the big difference between being a sugar burner and being metabolically flexible is you don't need to snack between meals. You still have that feeling that you have when you're in ketosis, which is that you can go four, five, six hours before you feel hungry. You don't have these moments of hangriness in the middle of the day where if you don't eat, someone's going to be in trouble. You don't have that need. You don't feel that blood sugar spike and dip situation going on. You still feel fueled between your meals. That is obviously the sign that you are still burning fat in your fasted state. You don't have the need to snack. Of course, you don't feel like I can't leave the house without food just in case. You feel secure that you're going to be fueled no matter what. And your workouts feel fueled. This was the big one that got me and really made me interested in becoming metabolically flexible because my workouts felt a heck of a lot better when I was in this place of metabolic flexibility instead of being in full-blown ketosis. I was having the fuel that my workouts needed so that I could get better at my workouts and I could feel good doing them, see results, get stronger, get leaner, have more muscle mass, all good things, right? And I had a way easier time doing that in this place of metabolic flexibility versus full ketosis. 
All right. So now we're here where I want to talk to you a little bit about how this looks for me and has looked over the past few months. Of course, everyone is going to be very, very different. Their journeys are going to be very different. But I want to give you just a little perspective so that you can know where to go and how to do it when it's right for you. Like I mentioned, the biggest factor was that I just I wasn't feeling as good in my workouts. Back in 2016, when I first started keto, I wasn't doing that intensive workouts because I wasn't well enough to do that intensive workouts. I didn't have the energy that I needed to do that. As I was in ketosis, the longer and longer I got in ketosis, the more I healed, which meant the more I could work out. I had more energy. I had more strength. I had the ability to work out to the capacity that I was used to and that I wanted to. So my workouts really increased over that period of time while I was in ketosis. They felt really good. They felt fueled. I was fine with that. But then as I started getting to this new place of health and fitness beyond anything I've really ever experienced, I realized I needed even more energy. I needed and wanted to be able to see more results and quicker results and feel stronger. I guess it was this point where it was no longer enough for me to just be moving and staying status quo and feeling good in my workouts, I wanted to actually improve. I wanted to see results quicker. I wanted to feel stronger and have more energy and endurance that I really hadn't had with keto. And I knew the way to do that was to fuel them differently. And of course, that means more carbohydrates. I also got to a point, and I think a lot of us do, I had been keto for over two years. I had had a significant amount of health improvement, and I wanted to just see how life would be out of ketosis. So I got out of ketosis. I started including more real food carbohydrates, realized I was feeling just as good, probably better with those additional carbohydrates and additional food sources in my diet. And that, along with the workout changes, really led to me finding this place of metabolic flexibility and really getting more interested in learning more about it too for you guys and to see if that's something that may be a next step beyond keto for some of us. Of course, not all of us. I know there's many of you who have no interest in adding in more carbohydrates. You love keto. You feel really good doing so. Trust me, I was there for a long time too. No interest in adding the additional sweet potato or banana. But now I'm here. And I think we all can agree. We all change. Every day is different. Our bodies are different. Things change. And when that happens, we need to listen to them instead of fighting back. And I did that. I didn't fight back as my body was telling me that this banana would be really good and happened to be right before my workout. It's like our bodies know they're really smart and we just need to listen. And that's what I did. So this is where I've been the past few months, not in ketosis, eating more carbohydrates, having amazing workouts, having incredible energy, being fat-fueled between my meals and any other time I'm at rest, and feeling that too. So I'm getting the best of both worlds, I think, and I think you could too. 
how this looks for me as far as my food goes, it really depends. I think overall, I'm still a high fat, low carbohydrate person, but it is not so low in carbohydrates that I get into ketosis. I'm out of ketosis. I do include real food carbohydrates at, I'd say, maybe two out of three meals per day in the form of sweet potatoes, plantains, fruit. That's pretty much it. It's not that much because those are my favorite carbohydrate sources. Those are the things that sound good to me. And it's great. It's a good place to land, I think, as a long-term approach to doing what we're trying to do for many of us here on the Keto for Women show, which is to teach our bodies how to use fat as fuel, take all the stress away from our bodies, but also from our diet, learn how to be free around food, use our intuition to determine what's best to put on our plates each and every meal. It wraps all of that up into this beautiful package of metabolic flexibility. You might be thinking, and I agree with this, and something we need to talk about, how do you add carbohydrates and stay being fat-fueled? Because you are burning through that glucose, specifically in your workouts, and for other life processes that require glucose as the fuel source, but it really becomes this fine place for you to determine in your own body where it's just enough glucose for those processes and enough carbohydrates for you to feel completely 100% free with your food choices, but not enough that it kicks you into a place where you're, again, a sugar burner. That's what we want to stay away from. So it still, yes, will be a high fat, low carbohydrate. It will just be lower in fat, higher in carbs. But the general consensus will still look like a high fat, low carbohydrate diet. And that is important in order to keep this dual metabolic system in place. So you do need to find that out for yourself. It will be based on how much fuel you're burning, your metabolism, all that good stuff. It also doesn't mean that you can go and eat a whole box of donuts or head through the drive-thru every day. Remember, this is a real food approach. This is just one slight little step away from keto and into, the, like I said, the real world and where there is no diet or no rules to follow or you're not looking for ketones. It's just life. So we're in real world life situation where we have this awesome metabolic function. But of course, we need to do so with real food. We need to understand what's best for our health at all times and not reach for the bag of donuts or cookies or chips, whatever, as your form of increasing your carbohydrates. I think that goes without saying, but I got to say it still. I got to make sure all my bases are covered. And the last thing is that 
you've got to get rid of your diet mentality before you start working on your metabolic flexibility. Hopefully that's happening with you being in ketosis and being a keto for womener. But if you're still stuck, it's not going to work because then you are going to see, oh, I can have things. This isn't a rule anymore. And you're going to go to the other side. You're going to go completely back over to sugar burner because you've been dealing with rules and restrictions for so long that you take those off. Those are now lifted and your brain can't make that change to freedom. It's like one extreme or the other. And we don't want you going back to being a sugar burner on that other end of the spectrum. So make sure that you can get rid of that diet mentality. Use your intuition. Understand that food is medicine and always will be. Focus on your health. Get through that mindset shift before you move on to metabolic flexibility. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for now. I know this is a big topic. I hope it doesn't seem overwhelming, but maybe we can have a metabolic flexibility part two. If you have any questions about what I just shared or how to approach it or how to know and when it's right for you, let me know over on Instagram. You can message me there if you aren't already following me. It's Sean Miner over on Instagram and I respond to pretty much all my messages. So make sure to let me know over there and I will perhaps do a part two if you need more clarification. I'm so excited to see more of you getting into this place of metabolic flexibility, learning that this is just the next step on your journey beyond keto to finding health and freedom and happiness and just of course, getting away from this diet mentality. This is the place to be where you can have the best of both worlds. I hope a lot of you are ready to experiment. If not, I totally get it. Please wait until it feels like the right time. Wait until you've healed your body to the point where this is the right step for you. There are a lot of you out there that aren't there yet, and that is more than okay too. Please know you are doing the right thing just by being here, listening to this show today, learning more about your body and your future health. All right, ladies, I'll be back next week. Talk to you then.